welcome to the Hoop Collective podcast. We talk about the NBA, which we are doing on Thursday morning. Joining me from Olean, New York, where I think his car broke down. Oh, wait a minute. That's where <laughs> St. Bonaventure University is. Wow. Being wow. celebrated as a distinguished graduate. Wow. Tim Bontemps. Hello, Brian. I am not being celebrated today, but one of my mentors, Mike Vaccaro, is. So I'm very happy You're to be here for that. Always being celebrated. I will wow. say I attended as a guest of Woj. Which is yeah, you cost us. Saying, you cost us. You cost us the damn NIT with your bad luck. You came. Which is another and, way of saying I didn't. Semifinals. Which is another way of saying I didn't pay for the third row ticket. <laughs> um, <laughs> the St. Bonaventure Xavier's NIT semifinal game. Bontemps very arrogantly, um, I think. Uh, oh yes. Didn't plan to uh, attend until the final, which they did not make. Joining yes, us from Dallas, Texas. Yeah, that was it for sure. Definitely. <laughs> Joining us from Dallas, Texas is Ben McMahon. Howdy, partners. Hey, they've got Wi-Fi in Olean, New York, McMahon. They do. Believe it or not, <laughs> we have working internet connections. It's great. It's a, it's a prestigious academic institution, which is why I don't know how the hell Bontemps graduated from there. Is it a prestigious? You know? No comment on that. No comment. <laughs> it's, a lovely, it's a lovely place to be. All right. As it's raining um, today, per usual in April. So this, um, so the the regular regular season is in its last um, its last gasp here, um, and um, the playoffs will be getting uh, the play in begins on next Tuesday. Um, we will still have one more pod with this group before the actual playoffs start. But um, I have to say, we're not going to know the matchups for a while yet because we have mm-hmm. to see, especially where the Nets uh, come down. But as we see, like we don't even yeah. know where the top six is right now for in the East in particular. We don't have anything. Well, we know so who now. the top six are. We just don't know. What order well, I meant what order. In. Right. Right. Yeah. The Bulls made the playoffs for the first time in how many years was it like uh, five, I believe. five years? They made it on a night they lost. And it was sort of a symbolic um, getting the top six in the East actually got set on Wednesday night. It was sort of symbolic for the second half of the Bulls season that it happened on a night they got hammered. By the Celtics. Um, so anyway, um, I thought we would take a look at, and uh, I'm having a technology issue I, right now. I have to admit because Bontemps gave me these numbers yesterday, and I can see part of them on my. Screen, I can, but I, I can, I can read through them for us. All right, he's got good Wi-Fi up there. I do. <laughs> got fantastic. Got a lot better Wi-Fi than New York City out here in Western New York State, buddy. That's okay. where you want to be. I've got great Wi-Fi, but I, uh, I have a. I have an issue with my brain. So just human error. Use my iPhone. That's it's okay. definitely human, human error. error. Got it. So what Good I thought know. we would do is take a look at, we're going to go either Eastern Western conference and take a look at what the sports books think are the odds for each of these top teams to win their conference and see whether we agree or not. Um, so I'll start the Eastern conference. Um, the bucks are the top, uh, the, the, the casino, the sports book pick, for to win the East, and I happen to agree with that. Um, plus uh, two sixty is what uh, is what um, I'm looking at. Bontemps got these. Where'd you get these numbers, Bontemps? Do you remember? Uh, I do not know exactly where I got. I got them from Stats Williams. So okay. uh, I go. I think from I'm guessing from Caesars. I think that's our okay. partner for that. So because I'm not that smart with gambling, although I'm. I'm going to Vegas this weekend, but I'm sure it will be a disaster. Um, uh, if you see me there, 
please don't say hi. Um, just wow. kidding. Just kidding. Look at, just look at kidding. this guy. No, I don't think hey, you were. You'll never if, find if, if, I don't if think you, you were see, at all. If you see Wendy there, you've, you've made it to the VIP room. Just kidding. You'll never find me. Everyone um, had better go up to Windhorse and say hi if they see him now. I want a line of people going up yeah, to him. Yeah, you'll never him. find me. Um, <laughs> B- Bucks uh, plus 260, which means if you were to bet a crisp hundred dollar bill and the Bucks won the East, you'd win 260 bucks. Um, Even if you, you uh, feel- bet a wrinkly hundred dollar bill. <laughs> you, that's all you, that's what you carry down in Texas. Um, Bond temps, uh, I think Milwaukee, they're definitely my favorite. I don't know about that price. Um, it's, it's, it blows my mind what the what the casinos are still putting the nets at, which we'll talk about in a second. But um, I I think if you can get 260 with the Bucks, I think that's a, that's a fairly decent bet, if you ask me. Yeah, I agree. I, I like this bet a lot. I like it more than the Phoenix bet we'll talk about later. Um, I think, you know, I think I've thought for months those teams will be in the finals. But I, the price the Bucks are at to me is really good. I mean, plus 260, you're almost get three to one odds on Milwaukee getting there. And I think they've been the best team in the East all season. And I think if you match them up individually with each of these teams at the top, I like their chances of beating all of them. So, you know, obviously injuries can always play a factor. But with the way Giannis is playing now, I might be a little biased after seeing him in person play Philly and Brooklyn in three days last week and watch him go for, I think, 86 points, 28 rebounds and 10 assists in two games and hit a game winning, a, a game tying three and have a game winning block in the final 30 seconds of those games. But I think he's the best player right now. I think they are the best team and that team all season long has been really confident and comfortable in their own skin and just waiting for the playoffs to start. Now, Brooke Lopez is healthy and looks good. They're healthy up and down the roster. They are ready to get going in the playoffs. And I think they're going to be in great shape once this thing gets going next week. You know, the, the only thing I disagree with is I don't think they've been the best team in the East all season because I think there have been significant stretches during the regular season where they're the defending champions, they were coasting. Yes, um, that's totally and, fair. And, and, and I, I meant think, to me they've been the team with the best. I thought they were the best team all season is what I meant to say. They have definitely coasted for large stretches. You're 100% yeah, right. And, and there was a pretty significant stretch there where the Celtics were the best team in the Eastern Conference. Now, right. You know, unfortunately, Robert Williams got hurt. Um, you know, obviously they are hoping, anticipating that he will be back at some point, I think sooner than later in the playoffs. But that that injury is definitely enough to, if you had any question deciding between those two teams, you know, to, to jump back onto the defending champ side of the fence. All right, so... This has been a topic of conversation throughout the season, especially f- with folks at ESPN. Every time I have to talk about the Nets, which is every day, which by the way, we're going to take a quick aside here. There's going to be an edict issued on this podcast. Will it be violated? Probably, but I, I <laughs> no, with the best it will not be, it will not, it will not be violated. We're going to enforce it strictly. We are done with the Lakers for the rest of the season. We are now with talk the Lakers. About the teams- we're done with the Lakers till after the NBA Finals. Why? Because we're talking about basketball, and the Lakers are not playing basketball until next season. So I want to believe that we will not talk about their coaching situation, so I'm I'm going to try to stick to it. No, we're sticking. We are to talking it. about the teams that are competing for the championship going forward for a while. The, if we're talking no about the Lakers. championship uh, for excuses making, we can talk about the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, those no poor, those Lakers. poor, those poor Lakers who 
so many injuries, but if we're not teams whose big threes were hit harder by injuries above them in the West, Grizzlies, Warriors, Mavericks, Nuggets. We're Clippers, not talking about Pelican. it, McMahon. McMahon I'm, talking, McMahon, not talking about, about it. I'm just we're talking about teams trap, that have actually buddy. overcome injuries. I'm talking about teams that have overcome injuries. Okay. Wow. The vast majority we're done. Of we're done talking the about them. I had to, I had to talk long. about them on TV all the time. And another team I always have to talk about on TV because the folks at ESPN can't get enough of them are the Nets. And like I, I work several times a week with Mike Greenberg. He is determined that the Nets are going to win the Eastern Conference. And he has been coming to this for weeks now with me. Why are the sports books putting them at the top? They know they're at the top. Well, here they are. They're plus 320. They're still the number two pick to win the East. Because and I have to say because the sports books are trying to make money and people are willing to pay. No, clearly they're doing it for their liability. I will say this. At the beginning of the week, they were in 10th place and looking at having to go on the road for two games. Um, and now as we do this podcast, they are in seventh. And if they win Friday night against the Cavs, I'd say I don't, I don't have Stats Williams probability index, but my uh, just off the top of my head probability index, if they beat the Cavs and get seventh place on the tiebreaker on them on Friday night, I think they got about a 95% chance of getting the seven seed, which means that through all this stuff, through Kyrie and Harden and Simmons, that they would actually be able to use Kyrie in all the games, avoid playing Toronto so that there isn't any shenanigans with Kyrie there and have a team that, you know, you know, not you know, potentially even play the Celtics who are not a hundred percent. Having said all that. Great comeback reason- over the Knicks last night, those feisty Knicks. Well, we all know. That there's a team that you can count on to keep a big, big lead early in the game. It is, it is the Knicks. They, uh, they are, they are terrific at protecting <laughs> twenty point leads in the second half. Um, if you, but, but seriously, I'm just going to give you one reason why I don't think the Nets can make a long run, and it's not having to do with Ben Simmons' health. They are already playing Durant and Irving mm. huge minutes for the last two weeks. They are number one and number two in the league in minutes played, both over 41. Kyrie is all you're already seeing Kyrie's numbers come down as he's been asked to go to the heavier workload. Well, anytime he's played, anytime he's played with less than two nights off, he has not been very good so far. His shooting percentages are way down. His, you know, his 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 numbers when he puts two or more days off, really, really good. Well, the when retort would be to... that he'll have quite a few two days off. Right. The the, the playoffs no. are pretty good. You, you ain't playing back-to-backs in but the playoffs. No, I but just, you're still a lot of every other days, though. I just remember, you know, Durant said something this year that I thought was mm-hmm. profound. At the beginning of the season, people were saying, you know, hey, Kevin, uh, everybody thinks that if, uh, if if your foot hadn't been on the line and, and you hit the three against the Bucs and, and that you win the series instead of going to overtime, you guys were going to go to the finals and win. And he was like, no way, man. I was exhausted. I was playing 46 minutes a night. There is no way we would have held up for he played you know, 53 weeks. minutes in that game. Right. His average was three. Right. And so I mean, he, he, he in the playoffs, he has to play wilt like minutes. Right. It's so I'm just absolutely saying insane. Their playoffs already started. Their playing is already started. So right. I mean Kyrie played 40 minutes against the Rockets. Who are trying to lose games on Tuesday? And uh, the, the Rockets the, wouldn't have minded winning that one because they've got the Nets. Picked. I know, but still. And then they're playing. He played. Him and Kevin both played the entire second half to come back and beat the Knicks on Wednesday. 
Like they, yeah. you know, they, they, this team now, look, you never said the price. The price is three twenty. You did Sorry. say the price. You big it's old not, doofus. I didn't hear him say it. It's not. I he did. said they were, he said they were the second price either way. Uh, I don't like the price for a couple of reasons. One, as you mentioned, the, the Nets just have all these flaws. The other thing is, even if you believe in the Nets, even if you think they can win every one of these individual matchups, they're going to have to play Boston or Milwaukee or Philly in the first round. They're then going to have to play the other one in the second round, mm-hmm. and then they're going to have to play the other one or Miami in the conference finals. So they're going to be, you know, let's say you think the Nets are the best team in the East. All right. All those series are probably toss-up series, right? 55-45 series, if you really think the Nets are a championship-contending team. They've got to win three straight toss-up series or slight favorite series against really good teams when, to your guys' point, they're playing those guys 45, 46 minutes a night for two months. Yeah, with, like with a chance- max salary slot, that's a vacancy because right. let's be honest, the the idea that Ben Simmons is coming back for the playoffs, like, no. no it's, right. And if he does, like, what? He's just going to chip off a, a year's worth of rust and give you, you know, 30-plus minutes. Right. No, it's he's had one, he's well, had when one, you have he's had a relentless mentality, desire <laughs> to, to, to grind it out like Ben Simmons does. Well, listen, I can well, see why. Set all that aside. He's had well, one, he, he he's might had... be motivated to get some playoff bonus money since he's still, you know, shipping checks to, uh, to Philly. He's had one practice all season. It's just hard to see how that's going to turn around fast enough for him to be a factor. But again, set that aside. Even if you don't want, even if you think Kevin Durant is the best player in the world and a guy no one wants to see in the playoffs, and certainly all these teams at the top of the East yeah. are not thrilled about seeing Kevin Durant in the playoffs, nor should they be because he's an unbelievable player. But again, for them to have to go through that gauntlet of winning all three of those series against four of the top teams in the East with a roster where they're going to be playing these guys 46 minutes a night, it just is not realistic for them to make that kind of run. Like, especially when they might have to play Milwaukee in the first round. Like, I, yeah, so Milwaukee's yeah, I, the price really, is terrible. The, the bottom line is the price about, is terrible. Milwaukee's excited about that prospect. Celtics plus 430. Number one team in the East since late December. Plus four thirty. Von Timps, what what is the best info you can give us on the Time Lord's return? Because that obviously is a massive factor here. Well, it's funny. I was trying to look it up because I was hustling around yesterday, but Ime Udoka said yesterday uh that he thought that Robert Williams is doing really well. Um He's, he immediately pretty much started mobility and flexibility and then weight bearing and different exercises. Um, we left him back in Boston to expedite the process, although he could have done it here. Um, he's in good spirits. He's attacking with the right mindset. I look forward to having him back sooner than later. Uh, you got asked about being back for the first round. We haven't looked at him for the first round, honestly. Four to six time frame is what it is, and everybody kind of reacts differently to surgeries. But if possible, you know, we haven't really ruled him out being if he's ready, but we're going in with the mindset that he won't be there for the first round. So yeah. from when, when Adrian first reported that he was going to be out, um, it was pretty much, he was going to miss the month of April, which is the first round of the playoffs, right. but it was left open that he could be back in a month, which would be the start of the second round. And especially if the Celtics fall into that three spot and they avoid Toronto and they avoid Brooklyn and they get Chicago, who's the team everybody, I think, right now wants to play right. in the top six. <clears throat> they could get through that series, I think, with relative ease. And then it could be sitting there having Robert back pretty quick on the back end. So I like this price for the Celtics. I think they're the second best team in the East 
mm-hmm. by a pretty healthy amount the way they've played the past couple of months. I think there's a chance. I was talking to an executive last night. I think there's a chance that Bucks Celtics could be the best series of the entire playoffs if it happens. Um, I think it's got a chance to be an unbelievable matchup with the way the two teams square off. The Celtics have a bunch of guys to throw at Giannis. They play. They both can play a lot of different ways. Um, so I, I think it, plus 430 is a pretty good price. They're the other team I would think has a chance to get out of the East right now. Um, and I, I do think a lot of that, like you said, man, could hinge on what Robert Williams' timeline is. But I think the Celtics will beat the Nets if Robert Williams doesn't play against them. Like I, I think they're, huh. uh, I think, I think they're Jason clearly Tatum's better. Going to average thirty-seven points in that series, Nets Celtics. Well, well, and as we've seen in these first couple of games without Robert Williams, Robert Williams is a terrific player and he's had an awesome season. But if there was one guy in that top group the Celtics could lose, it was Robert Williams because they do have Al Horford, they do have mm-hmm. Daniel Tice, they do have Grant Williams. They've got a bunch of guys that they can mix and match at center and get through a series and even against the Nets with the, the way the Nets are going to play, obviously it would be nice to have him at the rim, but I, I think they can get away without him playing against Durant them. I, the guy center. they need him for is against the Bucs. Durant played center in the fourth quarter against the Knicks last night. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they probably should do that a lot. They should try to just score 140. I think that's their best chance. And they might yeah, be if able you're going to play him 48 minutes, at least might as well make it as physically taxing <laughs> as possible. Well, right. I mean, at least for I mean, stretches. Why, why, why not? He's only 30 some odd years old and is having I mean, look, Achilles. The Nets, the Nets have a nuclear offense. If they, the, their chance is to win 140, 135. And with this Seth Curry and, and Patty Mills and Kyrie and Katie out there, they have the ability to do that. Again, I just don't think they can for too yeah, much. And like Wendy said, Tatum will average 37 and, and Jalen Brown 35. Yep. yep. I mean, and, has, and, and look, Jalen Brown has some streak of 25 point games. Like, isn't it like, you know, and he hadn't even gotten to feast on Brooklyn's D in there. Yeah, and the Celtics' best defense in the league, a core that has made deep playoff runs before. Uh, you know, that and Tatum and, and Brown, I think, have taken both another step this season. And they have guys to throw at Kyrie and to throw at Kevin, too. Like, you look at, mm-hmm. I mean, Tatum is one of the better guys you could put on Kevin. I mean, Kevin's going to get his points regardless. Right. But Tatum is long, athletic guy. Jalen can guard Kevin, too. Um, they could throw Grant on him a little bit. Um, Grant Williams and then Derek White and Marcus Smart, two of the best guys in the league, throw a Kyrie. So they have yeah. the ability to guard those guys in a way few other teams actually do. Celtics had a great trade deadline. Derek White and then and then Daniel Tice. I know Tice's contract is unappealing, but now having Tice is a is a well. And, and yeah. as McMahon, as we've talked about before, he really wanted to get back to Boston, and since he's gotten back, he immediately looks like the player he was before. Um, before when he was with the team last year, and that. It's, it, maybe it's a little expensive on a deal, but as a backup center, he's a solid backup center that fits with how they want to play and is a, is a really nice piece. Speaking of great trade deadlines, Sixers plus 475 as the fourth pick by Vegas. Don't like plus it. Plus 475. Now, look, Bontemps had a story yesterday. Is it a big deal that Matisse Thibel may not be able to play road games in a potential uh, yes. Raptors series? It's not a yes. small deal. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. So last week, I reported that the top four teams in the East who could play Toronto, two of them, the Heat and Bucks, said their teams were fully vaccinated. Two of them, the Celtics and Sixers, declined to comment. And yesterday, Wednesday, Sixers put out their injury report for today's game in Toronto. First game since unvaccinated players were not able to play in Toronto. And not, fully, next- not, not fully vaccinated players. Well, you're either... There's you're a either difference vaccin- between... Okay. You're right. either okay. You're vaccinated. Right. You're right. Fully vac right. Fully vaccinated players. You're correct. Fully vaccinated players. Um, 
And next to Matisse Thibault, you're right, fully vaccinated players because you have to be two weeks after your last shot to play in Toronto. And right. next to Matisse Thibault's name, it just said out, ineligible to play, which pretty much is what Kyrie Irving has been all year in Toronto. So, mm-hmm. and was in New York. So make of that what you will. So we're now two weeks away from games three and four of the first round in the East. Uh, that would mean that Matisse is either, if, if he is unvaccinated or not fully vaccinated, he would have had to get his shot basically by now to be eligible to play in every single game. And if he hasn't, that opens up the possibility that he can't. And if he doesn't, that's a huge loss, I think, for the Sixers, because as we've talked about before, the two guys on that team that can guard anyone now are Joel and Matisse. And if Matisse isn't there, you're looking at rolling out a lineup with Tobias Harris, James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, Danny Green, or Shake Milton, or Furkan Korkmaz, or somebody, and then Joel. And if you're playing Toronto, they got a bunch of 6'8 athletic dudes who could fly around. They're already going to be an athleticism to add an athleticism disadvantage. And that's before you take away the Sixers' most athletic guy on the team. So I think this could potentially be a huge problem for the Sixers. All right, so if he we're not going to know what happened in tonight's game, Sixers, Raptors. Mm-hmm. But if I were and the by Sixers, the way, and by the way, if the Raptors win that game, it dramatically increases the chances of that being the matchup in the first that's round. What I was and, say. If, and if the Sixers win, it dramatically decreases the chances of that being the matchup right. in the first if round. If I were the Sixers, I would really, really really try to win Thursday night. You'll know. It could be one of the biggest games. It could be one of the biggest games this whole week is that game between those two teams. Well, what a concept trying to win a game. (laughs) It's a strange concept at this point of the season. (laughs) in the NBA. Yeah. Um, All right. So I don't have historical numbers on uh, betting lines. We'll maybe we'll graduate to that down the line, but I would imagine that it has been a long time since a team that is the number one seed and has been the number one seed for a long time, the, the Miami Heat are, are plus 500 and in fifth in terms of the odds. Now, I am not going to make a wager on any of this, but I'm just going to say that if you're looking for value, wagering on the number one seed who has home court and is a quality team at five to one sounds like good value to me. Uh, And so, um, you know, they have their issues. I, you know, you know, their ability to score under pressure um, is questioned when they put out their best scoring lineup, which is with, you know, typically uh, Tyler Hero and and or Max Struess. It's looks locks down their defense. They've pretty much reduced the role of Duncan Robinson. He now comes off the bench. You have to assume that Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry are going to stay healthy you don't know what you're going to get out of Victor Oladipo. There's reasons to not have them as the favorite, but having them as fifth McMahon, that seems like it's a, it's a pretty stunning spot. Yeah. And they have, after a pretty nasty funk that included quite an entertaining bench blow up, they, they do seem to have gotten back on track. Um, had a really yeah. nice win in Boston last week. Had a, had a nice win in Boston last week. Uh, you know, have a, a, a bunch of guys who, have had playoff success in their careers, you know, including a lot of those guys who have done it in a heat uniform, you know, then I had PJ Tucker, who's obviously has fresh championship experience, Kyle Lowry, who who has pretty fresh championship experience. You know, we we've gone over and over their, their half court offensive issues, but uh, you know, I, I, I definitely agree that putting the one seed at fifth in the, in the betting pecking order is uh, 
a, it's an interesting logic. It's a better bet than Brooklyn, certainly. Yes. From a value standpoint, I mean, getting the getting the heat at five to one. I mean, look, and we might see that in the first round. Well, could see it in the first round. Um, I think it's more likely at this point that the Nets finish seventh, but you could see it in the first round. But let's say the Nets do get to seven. If you're if you're the Heat, you get the one of the other three playing teams, mm-hmm. and then say the winner of Philly Toronto. That's a lot better than having to see any of the Milwaukee, Boston, Brooklyn side of the bracket, where only one of those teams can obviously even get to the conference finals. That happens, and Miami sitting there in the conference finals waiting for somebody. You know. That bet could look pretty good. So I certainly do like the odds there, though I do think they are behind for me in the pecking order, Milwaukee and Boston, because of that half-court yeah. offense. Like I've seen them up close lately. They do have to rely on Tyler Hero a lot. Um, he's had a nice year. I just don't, I still don't feel great about that. Oladipo has shown some signs of life. And a little and bit. I, and I still bit. look, both both Jimmy and Lowry have history of ramping up their offensive game come playoff time. That's definitely going to be true. And Kyle's really come into, come into um, his own lately. He's played a lot better. He's certainly getting locked in for the playoffs. But And look, the other thing, too, we haven't even talked about, they might have the best coach in the league in Eric Spolstra, and mm-hmm. that he is going to find ways, as Brian talks about a lot, as every series goes on, he's going to find ways to get better and make his team better as it goes along. So they, they are going to be a tough out. I, I think that's a decent price. I'd be intrigued by it, but I, I, my money would still go on Boston and Milwaukee if I was putting it anywhere. All right. Before so we're, we're going to go to the West now. And if we didn't mention your Eastern team after this, sorry, we, it's not bet worth on betting it. on them. Put not it that way. Are we doing, are we doing our trivia question now, boss? Are we doing trivia question? Or are we doing our other feature? Should we do trivia? Let's do trivia. Sure. Trivia brought to you by, are you prepared for trivia? I'm always prepared for trivia. I'm like, you, you always are prepared for trivia. Did you know that our trivia is brought to you by CarMax? Shop online and on the lot with home delivery in select markets with CarMax. Now it's time for a Hoop Collective Trivia. Okay, Bonsemps, let's hear it. All right, so we've talked a lot about the scoring race in recent weeks. Uh, the, the vaunted scoring race now between Joel Embiid and LeBron James. We'll see if LeBron James qualifies for the scoring title. Otherwise, Joel Embiid will win the scoring title first uh, center since Shaq to win the scoring title would be a cool feather in his cap as he tries to win MVP this year. Uh, Since the merger, I am curious, who do you guys think had the lowest point total or scoring average? I should say in winning the scoring title in the season. So since 70, since 76, 77, Can can you repeat the question in English? (laughs) <laughs> who's had who has won the NBA scoring title with the lowest average since the merger? Okay, much better. <sighs> lowest. So, I know I had to it, simple it, it down for you. So I'm thinking I, 90s because the air was so ugly, but Jordan was lighting it up the whole night. It was it was in the 90s. I'm okay, so it was gap year. Okay, I have a guess. Okay. In the 90s when it was ugly, who was scoring and taking 37 shots a game? Allen Iverson. That is the answer. Wow. I'll never get it again. I'll never. This that, is the last trivia question I'll ever get. That was, I, that was I, I want, I want credit for the assist. So Al Iverson won okay. four scoring titles. Credit. He won four scoring titles. He scored over 30 in 2001. Actually, over 31 in 2001 to 2002. 30, 2001 when he won MVP. And he scored over 30 in 2005, the last time he won it. Mm-hmm. And in 1999, 
lockout season, he averaged 26.75 points per game, which is the Great lowest total being played in that super in that time in the 50 game season that lasted two months. But he, right. uh, that was this. The this portends well for Vegas, I think. Famous, <laughs> famous last words. If only starting your fitness journey was as easy as starting this podcast. The truth is all the lift big, get big and beach body ready in three weeks pressure stops most of us from even starting. And starting is what matters most. It's everything. Wherever you're beginning and wherever you want to be, Peloton encourages you to just start with thousands of classes to get you moving and doing what you can. Even if that's just a 10 minute low impact class, they have those too. And when you're ready, take it up a gear with a 30 minute live DJ ride. Start with Peloton and find instructors that will keep you motivated to stay on your fitness journey. Learn the basics and build from there. Remember, doing something is everything. Get started with a Peloton bike or Bike Plus rental at onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. Terms apply. Vivid Seats wants you to get to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seat Rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code HOOP. That's code HOOP, H-O-O-P. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. All right, in the West, the Suns, much lower, lower odds, plus 115 Mm, um, to win the Western Conference. I mean, tough odds, but they are the clear-cut, no questions asked, favorite. Um, They are the one team, like, we're going to go down this whole list, and there's going to be other teams that the Suns are the one team I can't see. For example, you know, obviously I'm focused on the Mavs a lot. The Suns are the one team I can't see the Mavs beating. And it's a combination. Like, there's no flaws. There's no flaws, and they are the best closing team in basketball. If, you, if you're not up 8 or 10 in the last few minutes on the Suns, you're probably going to lose. Yep. <laughs> That's, and it's, it's a combination of intelligence, execution, you know, just the, like I said, a, a, a roster that really fits well. And yep. I do think there's a, a mental thing like, dude, Close game. You look over there. You you got Chris Paul. You know with this little all all the little Chris Paul things. Yeah, and that is an intimidating. He's the most intimidating five foot seven guy in the world. I mean, look, the Suns have been awesome all year. I we said it a bunch. They remind me a lot of the 2014 Spurs. They're just on a mission. I could see him rampage it through and win the title. I don't like this bet for two reasons. One, there's no value in it. Because it's yeah. basically even money, See, right? That which right. isn't which isn't great. And obviously, there's a reason why they've been unbelievable this year. The other thing is too, like, look, Chris Paul gets hurt a lot at this time yep. of year. He mm-hmm. just came back from this thumb injury. And for as good as they've been in the regular season, if Chris Paul has some fluke injury, yep. I don't think they're getting through the West. And that's the other reason I don't like the bet. Eleven and four the, without him. They have been really good without him. Maybe and look, Devin Booker's been phen- phenomenal the past six weeks or so when he was out. Like he really raised the level to a place I, I this year he's raised his level to a place I yeah. wasn't sure he could get to. He's been great. But if they lose Chris Paul in the playoffs and they're playing yeah. at Dallas or a Golden State or a Memphis, they're going to be in a lot of trouble. So I, I'm not predicting it's hurt or anything. But when you look at that price at plus 110 or right. 150, whatever it is, there's basically you're basically just getting your money back. 
it's a scary bet to make when they do have a little bit of an injury history to deal with. But certainly from a, a resume standpoint, they've earned the price because sure. they've been the dominant two, team in the league by a yeah, mile. Two reasons I just look at them as the overwhelming favorites to win the whole thing. One, as, as McMahon mentioned, their clutch play. Two, 31-9 and nine on the road. Yeah, thirty-one. And by the way, they've spiked a couple because they've been resting guys recently. Right. Um, thirty-one. I mean, they've been the, the best n- team in the league by a country mile this season. They've just 30, they've been dominant. Thirty-one is the same number of wins that a team in Southern California that we don't talk about has altogether. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, well, if I told you, I, I would say that's a violation of your edict. It is not. Yes, it is. Yes, there, it there is. There are multiple teams in Southern California. You have to look it up. Um, if I had told you in January that you could have gotten the Warriors at plus 420 to win the Western Conference. By the way, just as a reminder, these are numbers to win the conference, not to win the title. That you could have gotten the Warriors at plus 420 to win the Western Conference. You'd have told me I was crazy, McMahon, but that's what the number that they are. Yeah, and obviously we don't know, will Steph be Steph? If Steph is Steph, then the Warriors absolutely have a legit chance to come out of the Western Conference. You know, if, you make if, this bet. You make this bet if you believe Steph will be healthy. Right, so it's a good price. It's a good price if he's healthy. It is a good price if he's healthy because certainly, when when they had a healthy Steph and a healthy Draymond early in the season, they did look like the best team in the NBA. That was before Clay came back. You know, Clay is. Not been, not not surprisingly, not been Pete Clay, but still, you know, he's he's a he's a player. Uh, Jordan Poole has taken a significant, I would say, leap this season. You know, Andre Iguodala yep. has kind of coasted, he'll, <laughs> but I don't doubt his ability to flip the switch and be a major factor come playoff time. But if Steph isn't, you know, full blown best shooter in NBA history then they're, they're just an okay team. And honestly, if he's not right, they're not getting, I don't think they get to the West finals. Yeah. I mean that it's really as simple as is Steph healthy. I mean, that that's the whole question with them. I mean, obviously, um, you know, obviously Draymond has been up and down. Iguodala has missed a bunch of time. I mean, they, you know, the clay thing has gone, I would say not great overall. He's like you said, he hasn't surprisingly looked rusty, but it's definitely caused some, I, I would have thought he'd have been as good as well as he started. I would have thought he would have been in a better spot at this point. Yeah. And I mean, they also have never had their whole team together basically since right. he came back either like Draymond, remember mm-hmm. just ceremonially started that game and didn't play. And I don't think there's, I think there's maybe been two no, games then, where they Steph, played together. I think, got hurt the first time they played together, wasn't it? Yes. I think, yeah. I think the Boston game was the first time they all played and then he got hurt. So yeah, like they just haven't had a chance to get everybody on the court. Um, but if but if Steph and Draymond are locked in and playing well, then they can they could beat anybody, including Phoenix. Because the one if thing they, I then they're the biggest challenger to the to the Suns if that's yeah. the case. Yeah, I still one thing I'll say, about, one thing I'll say yeah. about Clay is that if they play the let's say they're playing a game five in in Phoenix and it's two two, that dude could still score thirty six. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, and, and he will and not the rest be he their, will not be intimidated by the moment to put it mildly. So. Um, so that's, you know, but there's a reason that they're priced that way. Um, yeah. All right. This is, I mean, if you're a Grizzlies fan, this is an insult price, I think. Grizzlies plus 650. Well, I know McMahon won't take this price. Well, here, here's the thing. Also, we don't know, like, 
will job be ready? Will job be right? Like, you know, well, I was trying to poke fun at you for not for refusing to put the Grizzlies at the top of the power rankings earlier this year because they hadn't won a playoff series. But yes, the job, <laughs> the job, the job part is why this team is plus six fifty. Like we haven't seen yeah. job play in a couple of weeks. They everybody says he's going to be ready to go, but we don't know. Yeah, like we, he might play. We, he might not. We'll yeah, see. and will he be a hundred percent? And and listen, right. I understand that the Grizzlies' record without jaw this season has been phenomenal. Twenty and three going into their game against the Nuggets. If you go through um, and look, though, a lot of those games are against either injured teams or not very good teams. Yeah, and if you don't think you need the superstar who can get himself or somebody else a bucket on any possession during a playoff right. series, I don't know what to tell you. They need Ja right. to be an absolute superstar. And look, Ja on a playoff stage, a pressure stage, you can go back to when he was at, at Murray State, you can look at the play-in games over the last uh, couple of years. You know, they, they ain't afraid in, either. Yeah, like they got bounced in five by the Jazz, but he averaged like 30 in that series, had a 47-point game in their one win. Like, Ja is built to, you know, to He's perform built for the on moment. a playoff stage yep. for sure. He's built um, for the moment. I just don't know. He's a huge question mark right now because of the, the, the right knee soreness. So I'm not, yeah. I'm not comfortable predicting the deep play. And I do, you know, I – it's, it's funny because I still am kind of in believe it when you see it mode as far as a deep playoff run goes with the Grizzlies. Um, but I, I have more confidence in the Mavericks, but you could say the same exact thing. I booked hotel rooms for the finals for Memphis. I booked finals for, I booked hotel rooms for a lot of places. I booked the, for the finals for Memphis because I think there's a chance. Because well, they only have it. like three hotels in the whole city. So you well, better that is a spot. F- that is, that is a fair retort. That is a fair retort. Nonetheless, I do believe they have the ability to get there, but obviously Jaw is a factor. Now, I'm going to do a conjunction one, this next one, because I think it's relevant that they're together. Technically, the next team on the list is the Jazz at plus 1,000. We don't even need Not, to talk about that. Don't bet it. But how are the Mavericks plus 1,100, a, a, a higher Wait, odds? That doesn't make sense. That definitely doesn't make sense. That is that is the current line, and the Mavericks Mm. are the team. If I was going to pick one bet to make, I would bet Dallas because I actually think Dallas is the team that has the best chance to beat Phoenix in the West. I agree. The price is crazy. Yeah, and honestly, plus eleven hundred is a wild price for Dallas. Yeah, and we've talked a lot about the Jazz. You know, they we don't need to say anything more. They're not going to win the West. Can I just say slow the bleeding this week? Can I just say that? Quinn Snyder, who I regard as one of the great intellectuals in the NBA right now in defending the Jazz's chemistry, said that Rudy and Donovan eat meals together sometimes. On a ca- at the same table. At the same, at the table. same table. That's good. Hey, we're just going to leave it at that. That, that's that a says all you need to know a about playoff run. That says all I need to know about whether you should bet the jazz or not. Listen, <laughs> I, I will say this part of, and I tweeted this the other night, part of a modern NBA coach's job responsibilities are to be willing to make yourself the butt of NBA Twitter jokes. If you think it's in the best mm-hmm. interest of your team. And there were some, th- you know, the, the, like people are mocking that, like Quinn acting like this team. Oh, you know, what do you mean we we blow fourth quarter leads? I mean, dude, you just blew a twenty five and twenty one point second half lead. It's better uh, to have the, way, the lead than not have it at all. He said, "You know what's better than that, Quinn? 
And I, I'm with you. I'm with both of you. I'm a big fan of Quinn. You know what's better than that? Actually winning the games, Quinn. Not having the most blown fourth Listen, quarter leads in the league. That would yeah, be... Yeah, it it has desperate acts on... Well, again, you know, we don't and, need and, to go in anymore on the Jazz. But right. people are people bad. making fun of Quinn, too, for the, uh, the, the puffer vest, black T-shirt. They're saying he looks like he's going on a diamond heist. Uh, that's his normal pregame attire. I tell him he looks like he's ready to, to go on sons of anarchy, (laughs) Um, but like people act like that, that wasn't an outfit for that speech. That's just the way Quinn rolls. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, McMahon said a couple minutes ago that Phoenix wasn't a team that he thought that he thought Dallas had a great chance against any or or, or anybody that Phoenix, I thought you, I wanted to flesh that out a little bit. Yeah. And so I, Listen, first of all, the, we don't know who's going to be three and four between the Mavs and the Warriors. I think that certainly matters because the later you see the Suns, the, the better your odds. Um, you know, I, I hate to say it, but, but, but because of durability concerns with Chris Paul and, and that sort of a thing. But I, look, the Mavericks just over, uh, the, you know, since, 20, since Luka got in shape, let's just put it that way. It happens to be 2022. I think they've been the second best team in the Western Conference. Luca has not won a playoff series, but you talk about a dude who has eliminated any doubt whatsoever that he is a big time playoff performer. I mean, you know, he's he's been uh, arguably the best player in a playoff series with Kawhi Leonard on the other side for the last two years. Now Kawhi in game six last year, certainly that was an all time performance. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, all time. And, and, and then this is obviously a significantly better Mavericks team than, than we've seen in the last couple of years. And a big part of that is that they have become a good defensive team. Although there's been some shakiness down the stretch with that. They've got to kind of, you know, they've got to lock back in on that end of the floor and then, you know, Brunson has taken a step. Brunson also has a ton to prove in this playoff series. He wasn't yep. good last year. Frankly, yeah. Rick Carlisle gave up on him, which I thought was a pretty significant mistake. Uh, but Brunson Playing wasn't for a good. big contract this summer, too. Uh, he's going to get a big contract, but this could influence how big. No question. Um, and and then, but he, he's taken it. He's a better player than he was last year. And then with Dinwiddie, you know, Dinwiddie, Hey, Dinwiddie's performance has been a huge bonus. If we're being honest about the Porzingis trade, that was about flexibility and hoping maybe Dinwiddie or, or Bertans could help. Bertans maybe hits some, some big shots, maybe doesn't, maybe doesn't play much. Uh, but Dinwiddie, a big, he is a huge, huge factor in the Mavericks becoming one of the best clutch teams in the second half of the season. I think statistically they might be the best clutch team in the second half uh, of the season. And that's because Dinwiddie is a guy who has a track record and has continued that track record in Dallas of, of being a big shot maker. And Dinwiddie came to Dallas with a, a lot to prove after, frankly, his reputation just got trampled on during his brief tenure in Washington. He's fit in and, and has been a, a huge bonus for the Mavericks. Dallas, Dallas came into Boston a couple weeks ago. The Celtics were destroying everybody. Mavericks won the game. Celtics couldn't stop them down the stretch. And how they win that game at the end. Well, they won it with the Spencer Dinwiddie shot, but it was all set up by Luka. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, Luka Doncic has been incandescent in the past two playoffs. And the only reason they didn't advance. I'm going to look that up to make sure it's accurate. It's Trust me, it's accurate. (laughs) The the word, not the stats. I know. It's also accurate. 
The reason that they lost in the first round the past two years wasn't because of Luka. It was because they played probably the one team in the, in the West that was going to beat them in the Clippers, the team well, that was perfectly because built. They, and because their them. defense was bad. The defense was bad, but even still, they were on the verge of winning anyway. And that's because just how good Luka was. Mm-hmm. And against every team in the West, the Mavs have the best player in the game. And that is a weapon that I think is been a little underselled, undersold so far. And I think uh, that he has the ability to beat any of these teams, including Phoenix, potentially, because the one thing that, and we've seen it with the Golden State matchup with Phoenix, Phoenix doesn't really have any ability to play small. And Dallas can play small and play small well. And I think that the combination of Luka and that gives them a chance to beat the Suns. I'm not saying they will beat the Suns, but when you look at a plus one, 1100 price, and you've got, in my opinion, yeah. the best player in these playoffs in the West, and you've got the you've got a team that can make that kind of run. Uh, to me, that's the bet. If you're making any bet on this pod, so I make that one. The they might not have Le- the best player in their first round series. Jokic, you still have to rank Jokic above Luka in terms we'll of. We'll talk about them in one second. I just yeah. want to say, one of the I'm not sure about why, that, by the way, but we'll get to one, that. One of the reasons why LeBron was just an absolute beast to handle in finals games, even when his team was not the better team, he would keep his team in those games is because his absolute, the combination of that size and the playmaking. This is the thing about Luca that I, I still, even though he's played for four years, I still don't people think don't understand his size is such a massive advantage in a half court set. It changes the dynamics of what they are able to do. And when you combine his size with his ability to play make yeah. in a, in the way the playoffs are crafted, that is the ideal situation to have a man that large who can do so many things. Um, it's well, by it, the it, way, this is a guy that's a won a Euro league. This is a guy that's, that's, you know, led Slovenia to the Euro league title uh, or the Euro basket title. It's a guy that's led, Madrid, Real Madrid as a teenager to mm-hmm. the Euroleague title. Like this is a guy who's played in Red Slovenia games. to the uh, to the you know to the medal round of the Olympics. That, uh, right. that a was a little country that, that right. never qualified that, for that the was Olympics. Amazing. That like was this amazing. guy, this guy at every opportunity, this guy has played on a big stage and been incredible, including the last yep. few years in the playoffs. Like they yep. didn't, it was literally he could not have done anything more. This is a guy who had a forty-three point triple double with a step back three game winning buzzer beater in his first playoff appearance. Yeah, I mean, he's he's unreal. And Wendy, you're talking about his size and his playmaking, and those two things go hand in hand. I I, I wrote a story recently on. You know, Luca's just some of the crazy passes that he makes consistently. It's a great and, story. You should go find yeah, it. And and one thing that uh, you know, talking to Jason Kidd, pretty good passer in his day himself. Mm-hmm. One thing that he talked about is just how many windows Luca are available to Luca that Luca can create, like LeBron. Uh, Jokic is, is is similar because they're so big. Like he can make passes at six foot four point guards can't make because he can throw it over the top of guys and he's and not only is he tall but he's just so big he's so good at creating space and then I mean, the creativity is just off the charts i still remember the first time i met him was at the charlotte all-star weekend and i met him you know he was always he's always very excited to do media no for sure no i'm familiar with that but it's just like 
obviously it's you know that he is six eight you know he's a large guy but when you see him you're like wow he is huge okay speaking of as you just mentioned also real also real quick just because we did talk about that uh I would I do think Luca's a better player than Jokic. And if I was going into the playoffs, I would rather have Luca than Jokic. Well, they I have the same he, price because they're because the, the Nuggets wow. are also plus eleven hundred. Wow. That's honestly, I'm I'm surprised by that. I, I think you have to give Jokic the nod right now. Um, you know, certainly night to night, Luca has a chance to be the best player there. I don't think there's any question about the supporting cast given the current state of the Nuggets. Um, no Jamal Murray, no Michael Porter Jr. Look, it's gotten to the point we talked about KD's got to play wilt-like minutes. Jokic is going to have to play wilt-like minutes. Like the the, the boogie uh, Michael Malone reunion is cute. <laughs> you ain't playing boogie in playoff series. Like, oh, you say they match up with the Mavericks. Oh, really? You're going you're gonna to put boogie on the floor to pay, play pick-and-roll defense against Luka? No, you're not. No, you're not. You're going to put boogie on the floor to, uh, you know, to, to defend the Warriors? No, you're not. So, you know, I, Jokic to me, we don't need to have the MVP conversation again. As brilliant as he is, it's two max guys in street clothes. That's just happening. Well, well, and look, the other thing is, too, part of the reason I would take Luca over him is if you're trying, like, I know that the defensive metrics say he's a great defensive player. If you're trying to build a playoff defense around Nikola Jokic, I think you're going to really struggle to do that against really good teams. I'll say this. And I think, I think Jokic, I'm not saying he's defense player of the year candidate or anything like that, even though you can make a nerdy numbers case for him. I think Jokic has become a, I'm not saying he's Mark Gasol on the defensive end, but I think the same way that Gasol was a great defender, Jokic has at least become a solid defender. In other words, you know, under with intelligence, with quick hands, you know, understanding positioning, understanding how to use his size. I, I don't agree that Jokic is a defensive liability. All right. I, you know. And Bontemps, don't C- give me those wide eyes. Well, we'll agree to disagree. All right. All right. Uh, Mike, I'm Mike, Mike, alone on you. Mike, but, I mean, listen, Marcus all Marcus all one defensive player of the year was the anchor of because of metrics. Well, he was also. Like he could shut down Joel Embiid. He like, won defense, you repeatedly. He you won defensive player of the year when he was the second best defender on his own team. And he'll tell you, you that. You want to get a, a guy who plays in Southern California and wears number six angry, bring up the year that Gasol won defensive player of the year. Well, yeah. he, he did. And then Gasol's like, yeah, you're right. I shouldn't have won it. Tony Allen should have. Yeah. Right. When he was on his, when he was on LeBron's Lakers, Gasol said that. So Bon Temps. We have a new month that we're in now, Woo! which you means sure the old month ended. You know what that means? It means that somebody, it is contractually written, somebody must be awarded McMahon. Not quite contractually yet. I'm working on that. <laughs> working on that. <laughs> it is time for the unsponsored, but let me tell you, we can negotiate that too. The longest the windup of all time. Actor. <laughs> Player of the month. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. 
shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic in tequila season. Hypnotic liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hitch, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So who's ever up there, whether it's the roofers, Santa, birds, old-timey chimney sweeps, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish. But you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit DirecTV.com. Sign up today. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. I cut the honorable mention out because we got two doofuses who did nothing but whined about how long I rambled on last month. So we are going to start with the bronze medalist. I was going to say something else. Uh, <laughs> for the month of March. <laughs> and we're, hey, we just talked about him. Spencer Dinwiddie, who has helped the Mavs morph into this clutch monster. Wouldn't be a cojones factor if there wasn't a Maverick in there, Fontes. Hey, that's you know right. What? You tell me who else went on a road trip last month. I, I'm listening, sir. Game-winning I, threes in back-to-back games. One in front of Bon Temps. Hey, um, I, I respect right it. Right there I for Bon Temps. And look, we give Luke an assist on both of these. Uh, Lucas certainly set them up, but drilled the game winner with 11 point some odd seconds left in Boston, followed that up by hitting a buzzer beater to, to, to beat the Nets, his first career buzzer beater. My man was plus 21 in 21 clutch minutes, did not miss a shot, four assists, no turnover. Spencer Dinwiddie certainly deserving of the bronze at minimum for Cajones Factor Player Month. And this is, right. there's no geographic bias. I'm spitting pure facts here, sir. <laughs> to prove there's no geographic bias. And listen, I've, I've been called a lot of things. A homer ain't one of them. That's I mean, true. You got that right. Yeah, that's, you know, for, I was going to say, you can't, you can't call this guy that. You can call him many, the man many, has many, been many, banned. Many, many other things. The man has been that. banned many times by I, the I, Dallas Mavericks. I cover multiple teams. They all get mad at me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the silver medalist, actually a guy who was – for a matter of minutes, was officially a Maverick. Then got rerouted to Atlanta. Ice Trey Young. Man, and listen, this is this dude has a proven record of being a Cajones Factor performer. We have seen it in the playoffs. He's and first again, teamer for sure. First the teamer. Cajones Factor is a combination of clutch performance and swag. He, he's got a ton of both. Love the man's trash talk, but his cutting time stats last month. Again, one possession game, final three minutes, 22 points, five assists, plus 31 in 13 minutes. You should just start calling it cutting time, by the way, instead of clutch time anyway. That's pretty good. Just well, clutch, that clutch, is, clutch is five points. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. It's a little off-putting. It, 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 it gets you in the gut. I'm not sure I want to keep hearing that. Cutting time? I don't like it. <laughs> cutting. I respect cutting. it, but I don't like it, okay? I don't like it. Uh, uh, highlighted by a dagger step back three versus the Bulls, who are, man, DeMar DeRozan, is, he's uh, – 
in the running for Kone's Factor Player of the Year, but hasn't had a lot to add to that resume as of late. When do we do uh, that, by the way? Do we do that after the break? Is that a regular season award, a playoff award, a combination a playoff, award? Playoff, uh, yeah, the that, no, that we got it. Yeah, because, I mean, let's be I honest. Know you're talking about Kone's Factor. Well, I didn't know if there was a regular season award and then a playoff award. I didn't know. That, I'm that's asking the guy. You, that's because you wouldn't know the definition wow. of Kahones if it, you know, wow. smacked you in the mug. Wow. Uh, clutch stats for Trey last month, 39 points, 14 assists, only one turnover in 38 minutes. So basically like a full game, 39 and 14 with one turnover. That's not bad. That's not bad. Uh, second in clutch scoring last month behind only the Joker and first in assists by, by several. So – the gold medalist. Sorry, Joker. You did lead the league in scoring. I gave you a shout out. Wendy said that we can't pump you up too much on this pod. So we're, we're not, you're not in the running. <laughs> if we did have an honorable mention, which I'm not allowed to do because I hate when I ramble so much, it would have been the Joker. I mean, if you, but, if you rambled anymore, we'd be here for the whole pod. We'll just turn it into the cojones factor by, which maybe we should. I, th- I thought I had the power to mute Bontemps microphone during this segment. Can somebody help me bad. out with that? Can I, by the way, I didn't even get any compliments. My my tech department's figured out the freaking AirPods. I'm I, lo- I no longer have like the awkward wires threatening to, to choke me up. Didn't I don't notice. get any AirPods, AirPods are. Well, AirPods why would you get the compliments? We know you didn't do it. <laughs> I said my tech department. Yes, like I said, we know you didn't do it. <laughs> Anyways, the gold medalist, Jeru Holiday. 35 points, 12 of 14 from the floor, 11 rebounds, plus 27 and 34 clutch minutes. Listen, the Bucks went 8 and 0 in those games. The highlight, honestly, one of the better clutch shots we've seen this year, not just because of the moment of the fact that it capped the comeback from 14 down in the final six minutes when Drew Holiday, by the way, outscored the other team 7 to 6 down the stretch. Um, but the, uh, the opponent, Remember that float? It was early March, so it's been a while. But you remember that running floater that Drew hit with 1.9 seconds left to cap the comeback against Miami? Yep. The fact that he hit that shot over Bam Adebayo, a Defensive Player of the Year candidate. Drew Holiday, certainly a deserving selection for Cajones Factor Player of the Month. All right. And I think if I, there, if we could give out an award, I think he would treasure that almost as much as the championship ring that he won last year. Almost. And the gold medal. What about the gold medal? I'd be over the gold medal. Championship ring, gold medal, <laughs> cojones factor on the mantle at the holiday we, house. We would give out an award, but Disney would would ban the uh, the true. trophy that I've that, come up with. Yeah, yeah. you're you're lucky that this isn't banned. This segment isn't banned. It's only a matter of time. But it isn't yet. Again. It isn't yet. Isn't yet. Keyword being yet. Uh, all right. It comes first, Thank the banning you. or the sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> I got a pretty good idea. Uh, all right. Thanks for listening to the Hoop Collective podcast. Thanks to Jackson Agello, our producer. Thanks to Bontemps and McMahon. We will talk to you next week when it'll be playoff time. Adios, amigos. Real quick, what's the easiest choice you can make? Window seat over middle? Taco Tuesday over salad. What about selling with Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash hoop, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash hoop now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash hoop. 